Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there, and welcome to the Halloween version of uh, 2019. Uh, It is October 31. It's a wet and soggy October 31 here in Pittsburgh. Um, And... uh, I, I mean, it just seems like Halloween is supposed to be about, what, scaring people or something or getting scared. The reality is I have been in a state of terror for the last three years. I mean, I, how does Halloween even stand out as a different day? <coughs> oh, gosh. <coughs> this cough is apparently going to be with me for the rest of my life. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. Speaking of Halloween, can I just get something off my chest before we get into some serious stuff? I just want to remind people, I don't know who first said it, but it's so true. Less is more. Who said that? The, the, what can I... I don't even know how to describe it. The sheer excess uh, of Halloween decoration that uh, some people engage in is is so over the top that, in fact, it loses its ability to do, I think, what they think they're doing, which is to, like, scare a person or make a person go, whoa. It, I, there's a one house near my home that the front yard is, there is not one square inch that does not have some grotesque 20-foot inflatable God knows what goblin, scary-looking things, um, and there are so many of them. They even have they have a huge spider that like crawls up the house on a rope or something and then comes back down. They got eyeballs in all the windows. And there's not a branch on a tree that doesn't have a ghost hanging from it. And uh it it is so over the top. There's nothing scary about it. It just looks like somebody sort of in Engaged in some kind of a dump of some sort. Hey, let's dump all this crap on this person's lawn. And I sometimes look at it and I think, you know, one of those things. Or just the ghost or the spider going up the house. That has power. One thing has power. 7,000 things, it's pollution. Overkill. Less is more. Jeez. It's also, it's just a perfect metaphor for America because we are a nation of consumers and we, and we buy and buy and buy it's crap. It's all crap that we do not need. Um, Halloween, I'm sure, is a billion, billion dollar business. It must be now. Um, and 
some people just don't know when to stop. I'm not against, you know, having a scary house. But it's not scary if it's ludicrous. There, I said it. Whoa, banked it off the... Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. Uh... Can I do one more Halloween thing before we get into the... Because, you know, I was listening just a little bit to the back and forth going on in the House of Representatives as I speak. Uh, And this is going to be the first vote. Uh, And it's a procedural vote, just setting up the impeachment procedure, supposedly to mollify the Republicans, who of course are not at all mollified. Still squawking the same squawks. But I was listening uh, to it, and and it was it was just a little disheartening, um, because I, I I do have this I think understandable doubt that Republicans will, before this whole thing is over, find their consciences, find their true love of country, look beyond the the moment, look at the precedent they will be setting. I, But I don't have a, a lot of hope. Every once in a while I do, but I don't. Not today. So I came upon a story about a haunted house, these haunted house things that have become all the rage, and um, this one, though, this was written up in the, uh, in the Washington Post. And um, some people are saying there's actually a petition that's going around um, trying to get this house shut down because they're saying that it is, it's not a haunted house. It is, it's like a torture chamber. And um, it's in Tennessee, Summertown, Tennessee. Uh, And it bills itself as an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie. It goes on on its website to say, understand that each tour will be based upon your personal fears and can last up to 10 hours. Before someone can even attempt to have this experience, they have to undergo a physical exam. They have to have a background check. They have to sign a 40-page waiver And then they have to watch a nearly two-hour documentary featuring every person who has ever attempted to go through the house in the last two years. The reality is nobody has ever made it to the end. So now there's an online petition with thousands, tens of thousands of signatures from people Uh, who say 
This ain't no haunted house. This is a friggin' sadistic torture chamber. And uh, the petition asks uh, the state of Tennessee to, to shut it down. Um, the guy who runs it, it's called McCamey Manor, uh, says all this pre-screening stuff he does is meant to select participants who he can easily manipulate. The cast that he employs duct tapes, if you get in, your duct tape, you end up being forced to eat things. People have said they were waterboarded. Um, the petition says it's literally just a kidnapping and torture house. Some people have had to seek professional psychiatric help and medical care for extensive injuries. The guy who runs it told the Washington Post that, quote, I don't want to confirm or deny what, which areas are real and which are not that the petition uh, talks about. Um, he says he calls police to warn them before any new participant begins the tour. He says he does use mental techniques like hypnosis to convince people they are experiencing things like waterboarding, which he says they are not. Um, he says if you're good enough and you're able to get inside somebody's head like I can. I can make folks believe whatever I want them to believe. This creep was in the Navy for 23 years and he's also uh, makes a living as a wedding singer. <laughs> you know. Anyway, as I said, not one person um, has uh, ever finished the experience. And it's been going on for, he's done it for 30 years. Uh, the cost of admission, a bag of dog food for his dogs. This guy is like, I'm a, I don't know. Also, you start the tour with a chance to earn $20,000 if you complete it. And lose 500 every time you fail an activity. Uh, he says he has invested more than a million dollars in the attraction, which, by the way, is not, you don't just stay in the manor. They start in this town of Summertown, but he ends up transporting these poor folks to different locations in Tennessee to abandoned buildings, to farms. And uh, if anyone ever made it to the end, they would end up in Huntsville, Alabama, he says. <laughs> That's the prize? You end up in Huntsville, Alabama? No one ever has. Anyway, this guy says, it's really a magic act, what I do. 
There, uh, so far, the petition to close it down has 67,000 people uh, signed on. That was by uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. <coughs> uh, I, and you know that people like reading that in today's Wall Street, I mean, today's uh, Washington Post, you know that some people's reaction to that is, I can do it. I'm going to do it. God almighty. Okay, so I think I've, av I've avoided uh, the real world uh, long enough here. Um, let me just make sure I have your email availability up. That's lynn at pghcitypaper.com. Uh, I don't know. Um, did you see what Barack Obama said? Um, you know, he's, you don't hear much from him. But he's come out and said something that actually Ann Coulter, the right-wing bitch, uh, provocateur, performance artist, Ann Coulter agreed with. She agreed with Barack Obama! And so did a lot of other people who are not like Ann Coulter, like me. <laughs> I agree with him too, and I'm grateful that he did it. And he was speaking directly to the mostly young people who, let me just tell you what he said. It was at some kind of Obama Foundation uh, meeting, summit meeting, in, uh, that was held uh, two days ago. And he wanted to give advice to the young people who were there, like college age, um, who wanted to have an impact. And he said this, in part, this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff, you should get over that quickly. The world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. And then he got on him about this, this thing they do, which is, you know, forcing people to comply to a rigid set of rules, uh, judging them, shaming them. Um, Andrew Yang, one of the Democratic nom uh, nominee hopefuls, said he is right on all counts. Um, I mean, this was not the sole uh, purpose of the speech he gave. I mean, it came toward the end of his speech. But he, he said to the audience, you know, I've noticed something. <laughs> yeah, I have too, and so have most of us. 
that he called worrisome. And he says, and I see it among young people, particularly on college campuses. Uh, quoting Obama again. There is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about others. And that's enough. And he says, and of course, this is all accelerated on social media. And then he said, look, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or you use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. And he said, public shaming and that kind of arrogant superiority and uh, uh, is not activism. Those are his words. That's not activism. That's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones at others, you're probably not going to get very far because that's really easy to do. I mean, this whole thing is called cancel culture. It has made me queasy since I saw it. I years ago was calling it uh, the rule of the mob. Um, anyone who truly values uh, their right to freedom of speech and expression would find this culture that you do see, especially on college campuses, especially coming from the left, Abhorrent. I mean, it, you know it gets my back up. No one gets to tell me what word to use. Make your case. And if you got a case, I'll change my verbiage. But you don't... I mean, I, I am so sick of seeing people fearful of speaking. Fear of using the wrong pronoun. Fear of being called out. Fear of being canceled. Don't these people who do this see it as the kind of... It's like fascistic. It's... it's you, nobody, nobody gets to tell other people what they can say. This is from Chris Saliza. Say something wrong, tweet something people disagree with, express an opinion that is surprising or contradicts the established view that people have of you and the demands for you to be fired, defriended, driven from the realms of civilization quickly follow. And, of course, we know that the Internet allows otherwise timid people 
to be seemingly courageous, obnoxious, cruel, right? Um, James Corden, CBS Late Night host, saw what Obama said. He said, I love this, as did Sarah Silverman. I love this. So he, he got a lot of yes from conservatives, of course. But yeah, I'm on board too. I hate this crap, and I really feel responsible for speaking out about it because it comes from my end of the spectrum we're forever putting ourselves on a spectrum which I don't like either. The boxing in of people, the planting of people, which means that, oh, you're there on this line we draw? Well, that means that you're for this, 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 this. You're against that, 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 that. What? Whatever happened to an individual's right to think come up with their own ideas and to be able to express them without a, a screaming mob of self-righteous jerks coming down on their heads. Journalist uh, Yair Rosenberg said about what Obama said, he is criticizing attempts to force people into black and white, good and evil boxes. Because most humans are more complicated than that and should not be reduced or defined by th their worst tweet. Here, here. <coughs> Thank Barack Obama for that. Um, little Tony writes, Lynn, I've received about seven flyers in the mail about the ballot question next Tuesday. At a local farmer's market earlier this year, there were several hired people collecting signatures for this is the Parks Initiative. Um, and they weren't telling you about the property tax increase unless you asked. I've seen commercials about it. I wonder what all, what is the cost, how many thousands of dollars they could have put into the parks that they say they love so much. It's not fair that property owners have to pay for it. Make it so everyone pays. Then take a vote. It's easy to vote yes when you don't have to pay for it. I will... Hate the Parks Conservancy always. I'm conflicted about this thing. I, I, you know, I'm conflicted. And the ads who I tend to agree with are saying, vote no, vote no. And I don't know, personally. Again, we're all individuals. I, I do think that um, what I don't like, I guess what I don't like about the parks thing is I, it takes it out of uh, the government. I mean, aren't we have a parks department? Why? I don't quite understand how the conservancy 
which is not the government, gets our tax dollars, and then we have no say in how they are being uh, used. If they do what they suggest they will do, which is head into the uh, poorer areas of the city and upgrade parks that have fallen into disrepair, I will happily vote for that. But of course, in the real world, I wonder why the, our own city government or, is not doing it, or county government. I don't know, and I can give, uh, I can give you no uh, guidance on this. The only guidance I'm giving you about that uh, election coming up uh, Tuesday is uh, to vote for Middleman for district attorney. Lisa Middleman. You can't vote a straight Democratic ticket. She's running as an independent because the Democrats put up the, of course, the uh, now long, long, long-serving incumbent, uh, Zapala. I know Zapala socially. Nice guy. But, you know, move over. That's what I'm thinking. Move over. And let somebody whose passion is to fix this broken criminal justice system, and I put justice in quotes because there's not a lot of it to be had, um, to fix it. She's a long shot. He's on both the Republican and Democratic tickets. But we need to shake things up. And she is a good woman and an incredibly hard worker. That's all I'm saying. And obviously, your vote is your vote. Um... And then, you know, I, I was just uh, railing about, you know, the folks who tell us what we can say and what we can't say and all that kind of crapola. Um, it was about a week or two ago that um, someone sent me, I believe it was Milt, someone sent me a, um, a story about how the makers of the, I guess, most popular brand of... Uh, menstrual products uh, have agreed to change their logo so it wasn't as feminine. Um, and <laughs> I think I made fun of that because to me it's sort of like a statement of obvious fact that men can't have periods. that a male body is incapable of menstruation, that it's a female body that has menstruation. So, of course, you can see why a logo might, I, I'm not even sure what the logo is, but might have a, f a, a feminine aspect to it. And it turns out that the reason was is that 
trans women. And I still think, I, you know, I don't know why people don't understand that a lot of very smart, good-hearted human beings still have trouble even understanding a lot of this. But a trans woman, in other words, someone who was born with a male body, but who identifies and feels in every fiber of their psychological being that they are female, they just got handed the wrong body. If I hope I'm saying this right, I think so. And they don't go through surgical procedures. And even if they did go through surgical procedures, they still wouldn't menstruate. I mean, a, a, a guy who becomes, a, who presents as a woman is never going to menstruate. They can look like a woman. They can dress like a woman. They can in every way be a woman. But they ain't going to menstruate. So then I got this email, and this came to me a week ago, exactly, and I haven't had an opportunity to share it with you, but this is what, I so appreciate somebody, he didn't, this person did not get angry at me, um, he or she, and again, oh, he's a trans man, okay, so. This is a person who was born with a female body, but, and so he menstruates. Female body, he menstruates. If you saw him in the store, you'd think it was a guy buying menstrual pads, okay? Anyway, so he trying to educate me said this, Good morning. I wasn't really able to get this out before your show ended, but I really do appreciate the little steps that these companies are making towards inclusivity. I'm a trans man in my 30s, and while I don't have dysphoria, I'm sorry, I've invited Ryan. And while I don't have dysphoria surrounding my menstrual cycle, I guess for some trans, uh, it, this is a very difficult thing when they menstruate every, every month since they think of themselves as males. It, it, he says, I don't have that problem, but I do have friends who do and tend to not use tampons, for example, due to the very feminine-oriented packaging and tend to go for companies with more neutral packaging. It's easier to deal with something like menstruation as a trans guy if you can get yourself out of that mindset. But the trans guys I know who have dysphoria, who really struggle with their bodies around their periods, tend to fall into, into depressive episodes every month, and anything to alleviate that stress helps. So I'm glad companies are understanding that it's not just cis women who buy their products. Honestly, I think some cis straight men would be less squeamish about buying these products for their partners if they were less obviously gendered in their packaging. That might be true. It'd be an interesting case study. I want to thank Avery uh, for sending me that. 
and for, yeah. I, I invited Ryan in because um, usually he's here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and because the election is on Tuesday of next week, and he's done a lot of work on um, on the election. And I was just saying, I got nothing to tell anybody about anything except vote for Middleman. And, <laughs> I, and I'm totally confused about uh, the proper way to vote on both of those um, uh, 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 referendums. I understand. I mean, people I normally listen to, the ACLU and stuff, has said about the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Marcy's Law. Marcy's Law. Don't, don't. This is such... Is such a disaster of a, a mess of a blah blah blah. Even though it's totally compelling, the ads. Yes. And all, I mean, you know, who's going to say no to that? Yeah, Kelsey Grammer's on them. Yeah, and yeah. Kelsey Grammer too. <laughs> what do you mean? His father was murdered, and then his sister raped and murdered. I, yeah, what? I what? have no idea. And not about at the that. same time. I, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What kind of a? Yeah, I had no idea about. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of Kelsey Grammer because I hear he's a big jerk. Um, but. Uh, regardless, I have heard the same famous. thing, but yeah. my God, yeah, to have your yeah. father a murder victim and then yes. you're, yeah, and he, his father was murdered in, in his 30s, which I honestly, all Kelsey Grammer had, would be a little a, yeah. a, a kid, yeah, I mean, he would be young, yeah. So maybe he became Very a young. jerk because his dad got murdered. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah. And so what do you? I, I, what do you want to know? Seems like you got the DA thing all 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 settled. You know, so that would be an upset of extraordinary proportion. The 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 signs are pointing to a possible upset. No, don't say that. She raised as much money as he did. I know, but that doesn't mean anything. What about all those people out in the county? This is county. But that's what my report has shown is that like I because like he needs. Don't say that because then that depresses the people. The vote. No, well, because he needs the straight ticket votes. And basically what our election guide is all about, hey, you don't need to vote straight ticket, not just because of middlemen, but because there's a ton of really compelling, very good campaigns of independent and kind of third-party um, candidates that are out there in this race. So if you're going into the voting booth, don't, don't do straight don't do Democrat straight ticket. Pick up a city paper or read about the candidates that you have and – don't just go in there and do the straight ticket. So, Think about who is actually represents your values the most. Maybe that is Apollo, but maybe not. You know, Middleman. Um, it's amazing what she's been a- the the money she's been able to bring in. Incredible. And I I flew into Pittsburgh uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was driving down the Parkway West at 15 miles per hour <laughs> from the airport all the way home. we got to get that bus way. You know what? It to took me longer to get from the Pittsburgh airport to my house than it did to fly from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it did. We need more trains, honestly. Uh, we, got, we need more trains. God um, almighty. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, not, yeah, I not, know. not to get you on your thing. <laughs> That's right. I want But um, I'm sorry for touching you. <laughs> it's okay. We're did friends. You feel, We're yeah, friends. Yeah, We're right. friends. Okay. It's cool. God almighty. Uh, I'm, t- I'm an old touchy person. Anyway. Um, the Biden in you. I was stunned because on one of those billboards that, you know, can change their electronic. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's got a billboard ad. And it's on a big, yeah. I wow. mean, one minute I'm looking at these two smiling guys saying, petite kitchen and bath service. <laughs> and, and then, bang. Wow. Middleman. Hey, wow. That's big. And I was, yeah, I thought, whoa. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for the TV ads because I'm thinking like, I mean, I don't know. Is that enough? Is, you know, $200,000 enough for TV ads? I figure for like the couple days before the election, there's going to be some, but I don't know. So we'll Okay, see. so explain what, so the League of Women Voters brought suit of some yeah, sort against Marcy's law. Against Marcy's law that happened yesterday. And so even though we're going to still vote on it. The, so Commonwealth Court judge basically nullified the election results of Marcy's law preemptively. So we we'll, So no matter what we do, we will all vote on it, but those tallies are going to be held basically because well, it that got doesn't nullify. Down. Well, because it can still be appealed, right? Like because it's just Commonwealth Court, which is our which is a subsidiary, which is you know oh, wait, like our okay. court system, Supreme Court, Commonwealth Court, um, whatever the lowest one is, you know. So uh, so it can be appealed basically, but as of right now. We still are all going to vote, so I would say people like go still don't just don't just not vote or or um, don't don't just go in there and go yes or or no. I mean, well, don't don't go yes. <laughs> um, but uh, sorry, um, he touched me no, under no, the table. Leg. His hand <laughs> was on my thigh. Put him up here. I am so triggered. <laughs> I am so violated. Honestly, it's because we have to scooch together. Yeah, I know. Yeah, video, sure. You know? Yeah. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> anyway, so um, the Marcy's Law uh, vote, It basically what this uh, uh, judge injunction says is that this the, the vote won't get tallied and thus the law but what, will not be applied why, though? Why, no matter why? what. How, what uh, was the case they said it was like the, too vague basically basically they agreed with the um, you that know it was, of voters that it you know um that it was, it was a mess that 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 it was too vague to be applied to a constitutional amendment um okay like you know the question was maybe it was too like emotional be, i mean sort of like it's like well of course yeah yes well yes victims and, should have a you know that's what that's uh, that's what has made it i think such uh, well, one, it's been backed by this billionaire who has just like unlimited amounts of money that he's just throwing at it, and uh, two, um, it is just such an emotional thing that it's it's almost impossible if you're a politician to come out sternly no for because how can you? Because your opponent can just then use it as a leverage and say, oh, you don't you don't care about victims, you don't care about the victims, you know, and so like uh, almost everybody in the Pennsylvania legislature has been supporting this. This bill, I think the only the governor supports it. Governor, Sh the attorney, governor general, attorney general, everybody. Fetterman supports it. Fetterman supports everybody it. Everybody supports Basically it. Basically, everybody. Summer Lee is one of the only out uh, people have been really outspoken against it. Um, so, but she's just a state rep, and uh, sorry, no, I mean Summer's the best, but you know, just you're saying. just a state rep, Summer. Not as powerful as the governor. Yeah, obviously. just forget it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, it. Yes. Okay. So, so vote, and I, who knows that one's up in the uh, up in the yeah, air. Yeah, it's up in the air. But but it's it it's really vague. It's super redundant. Um, it it wouldn't apparently it wouldn't really add a lot of victims' rights protections. We already have a crime victims' rights law on the books. So um, it's it's that's been the criticism is that it's redundant and that anything that it would change would most likely um, disproportionately hurt the accused. In of terms, course. Yes. And so, so that's the point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's supposed to be about victims' rights. No, Usually it's really about rights getting are supposed the about, right. It's supposed to be balanced. Yeah, but right. Yes, so. Little Tony has a question. Yes. What the hell was the palace campaign manager, his son, <gasps> doing at Trump's visit? I wrote that story. To Pittsburgh. Brian Dito broke that story. <laughs> what, what, what was he doing at? So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited today. Somebody asked about this. 
So Zapala's son is his campaign manager. His uh, goes by Stevie, or I wrote Steve in there because that's what his Twitter uh, handle says. Um, and then whereas Zapala is Steven Jr. Technically, so some I saw some comments of people like, "Oh, he's actually a junior." It's like, no, because if I said Steve Jr., then that's actually the DA. The DA. So, so um, he's Stevie three. Yes, I guess so. Steve three. Um, Steve three pre. Uh, All right, get to the point. <laughs> anyway, he uh, I I went to the um, you know Trump rally to cover um, the speech, and when I was there uh, getting signed in, I noticed uh, Stevie Stevie Zapala standing in this thing uh, uh, about the time that Speaker Mike Terzai was speaking about uh, fracking or whatever. And um, and I was like, huh? oh, interesting. What's what's he doing here? And I also noticed uh, um, who was later confirmed to be his girlfriend, um, who is Anissa Curry, who is the uh, apparent um, head of the Young Republicans of Allegheny County, chair of the Young Republicans of Allegheny County. They're dating. So uh-huh. he he eventually replied to my tweet when I'm like, what the heck is uh, Stevie Zapala doing at this Trump event? Because, you know, Zapala's a Democrat and he's got support from the Democrats. And um, I just thought it was a, an interesting it's thing. It's a Trump rally. Why would <laughs> it's you a be? Trump rally. And <coughs> he basically defended it saying, oh, I was there supporting my girlfriend. Um, OK, that's fine, I think. But at the same time, the optics of that situation during a very competitive political election race are are uh not great not great especially because before that before he was there there's already been a documented sizable amount of democratic committee members elected committee members of the allegheny county democratic party that have told me and other people that they don't want to support zapala that they want to support middleman who's an independent but you are you are you are um you are constrained by the straight bylaws to support the Allegheny County di- okay. nominee. So it's just like, it, it, and so yes, apparently he was there supporting his girlfriend, but he would not reply for f- uh, further comment. I, I I sent him a re- request to say like, oh, do you like uh, what? Do you have anything else to say? And um, he didn't reply. And uh, yeah, so I guess he was just there. The optics are unreal. I have to say, it, it, it's 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 just Trump Trump bashed Democrats throughout that whole. Rally. He lied about Connor Lamb consistently. He he just called them all like anti-energy zealots, um, which is just so funny because it's also just so so wrong because it's just not true in Pennsylvania. Well, I, I, come a, on, yeah. not true. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about something Trump said. I know, but it's I mean, just it's just so funny because and then there were later pictures that his girlfriend posted on Facebook and like Stevie was in the like VIP area during the Trump speech. It's just like what. It's it it's it's crazy. So you know, I I guess they just don't care about hating Trump as much of, as as much as most Democrats do. Okay, wait, I got one more thing about this because it's so funny. So during during my first reporting about the Allegheny County Dem Committee people jumping ship, basically, mm-hmm. um, one of the solicitor of the Allegheny County Dem, Jim Byrne, who used to be the head of the Allegheny County Dems, told me that people need to stick to the bylaws or else there's um, the whole party structure could break apart and you could have that's Demo- a good idea <laughs> and then you could have democrats for trump within the committee uh, and I, oh guess guess who's a democrat for trump within the committee the campaign manager of zapala who you're forcing people to support it's insane it's insane <laughs> it's, it's, 
<laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It was it's so juicy. I just loved it. It was great. Um, God Almighty. Okay, yeah. so here it's gonna be a big ballot, right? Yeah. Lots of judges. Yes. Yeah, Nobody ever know anything knows anything about, anything about judges. Know, no. God help us. The is only thing I know about one of the judges is uh, Amanda Green Hawkins is a uh, good person, a superior judge. And I have given her money. And uh, yeah, she used to be an Allegheny County Council member, and she seems to be. Um, that's I mean yeah, I just no, know her no, from yeah, that. Right. Yeah, she's she, good. She, she was good on council. I'll say that. Uh, little Tony has written. Little Stevie lost his dad a vote. Oh boy, look at that. Uh oh, Stevie. Well, you know what's really juicy about the whole Stevie now, thing? Now, come on. <laughs> well, that, well, okay. well, because Aaron McClellan, who 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 had run for Congress a few times, was was Steve Zapala's, you know, campaign manager during the primary. She got booted for some reason. I don't know. I mean, and 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 then Stevie took over, who is like a kid, you know? I mean, he's a kid in like the way that I'm a kid. I think he might be younger than me, but um, in like in like that way. And so he is running. A Stephen Zapala's campaign, campaign and he a very important yeah, campaign, yeah. and he he clearly it has made it has made some mistakes. Well, we have noticed actually, even on the national stage, how nepotism is uh, oh, yeah. often just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, no, it's people bad. people put their sons and daughters in charge of things when they don't have the skill set. Especially when this election for Zapala is all about retaining straight party votes. And the more that he's seen hobnobbing with Republicans, it's just like, how are you going to keep the straight party vote? Like, right? I, I mean, it's, I, it's like the worst campaign strategy I've ever seen. I will be stunned if he is ousted. I will I think I think we all will be. be it'll be a it'll be a shock. Stunned. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that that you know Teron Jenkins, who ran against him in the primary, had a pretty flawed campaign too, but he still got forty percent of the vote. And I think that's kind of what set the stage for Middleman is that people are like. Whoa, hello. You know, there's there vulnerability. Vulnerability, there. exactly, you know. Um Okay. So there's those two questions. There's the uh, Can there's, we talk about the parks? You want to talk about the parks or Yeah. Um so there can't you know, I gotta give these uh ad ads have been really good. Yeah, they have been good. I and mean the, and, and frequent. Why I've wouldn't I why wouldn't I uh vote to yeah, have Kids play baseball like I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Yeah, it's um. But they the ads never say what that it it's a tax increase. It is a property tax increase within the city of Pittsburgh. So property owners within the city of Pittsburgh, you are yes. Oh yes. Okay, and I'm not. I'm a renter. But yeah, uh, but the rent goes up. Could. Only if they, only if they, only, yeah, if, if, only they if my pass, landlord decides to. Well, if um, they pass it on, I mean, if a lot they pass of, it on, yes, yeah, which they could, will yes, often that, pass yes, that they, on. they often will, but um, yeah. not always. Uh, but um, so for property owners within the city, um, uh, it's a half mil increase on your on your property tax rate, which is on a hundred bucks, which is one dollar for every two thousand dollars in assessed value. So whatever the county assessment is of okay. your property, and so. Parks uh, Parks uh, Conservancy has said that three-fourths of homeowners, of residential owners um, in the city of Pittsburgh will pay on average about 66 bucks extra a year with this half mil increase, basically. Okay. And then the rest would obviously probably be people who own commercial property or – They're going to pay a lot more. They would probably pay – yeah, they would definitely pay a lot more. 
Of course, UPMC, the University of Pittsburgh, all the churches, and have all that, anything. you know, they will won't not pay, pay they don't a pay any friggin' taxes. penny because they don't pay anything. And so that's honestly one of the criticisms, though, is that the controller, the, sorry, the city controller, Michael Lamb, is opposed to this, and um, he thinks, one, he thinks that we probably don't, we might not need the tax increase because for the first time in a while, we have a, a, a surplus, surplus in the city budget where we are out of uh, Act 44, whatever act it was, right. financial um, distress. Um, and the city the city budget is looking pretty good, basically, is what his uh, assessment is. And he's in he's in charge of of of, uh, uh, of assessing that. And so that's one of the questions is, oh, could we just. Could we just allocate money from the city budget? Could we also – what was interesting in my report that I found is that um, the head of the Park Conservancy has been in charge of parks in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And? And, and Pittsburgh. Yes. And uh, she has done this referendum strategy uh, two times prior to this in time. Minneapolis. She did in it in Ann Arbor. Arbor successfully. It, it it went through, it passed. It was smaller than, than our parks. Ann Arbor is a smaller city than uh, you yeah. know Pittsburgh is. Right. And um, they did that successfully and they were able to do that. And then in Minneapolis, uh, her attempts failed. Um, she wanted to do a referendum that would funnel money into the parks directly. Council rejected that and ended up just doing it through council, basically doing it through legislation instead of through a, uh, a referendum. And so, but these are tax dollars that are not going to go into, I mean, the conservancy is not a... The conservancy is a public-private partnership. They... Public-private. <laughs> for their, for their, is, for their existence, they have raised private dollars to... Um, then use to upkeep and give to uh, the city park system, basically. And now what they want to do is combine those efforts, basically. They want to continue to raise private dollars, but also have a steady stream that would come from city council to their coffers, basically. And so it's, it's, it's a little complicated, at least you know, my understanding is that it's not a direct, here's the money directly to the conservancy. Each year, council will vote basically to on 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 how to allocate those the money that they're collecting basically through the property tax increase well but we the voters would have expected that that goes to the park so you mean the council doesn't even have to give it to the parks well they 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 have the decision i guess on how to give it to the parks on how to yes. get it. All right. Okay. Ed wants me to ask you, yeah. do you know whether there's a source online where he can find an, a sample ballot? Oh, I think, I think Ed might have sent me an email on this already, so I'll try to get back to him on this too, or, or somebody did. Um, uh, I'll forward this to you. Yes, and you please. Can, yeah, I'll try But you to, know, they used to print Yeah, you know, I actually looked before I, I started doing all my charts. I'm like, where are my sample ballots? So I know exactly who's going to be on the ballot. So I feel like they should be up already, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, because because the absentees are already uh, yeah going so through. Where so where is it? What's so going on? Usually it's the Allegheny County website. Um, yeah, but he's obviously yes, looked okay, and he yeah. can't find it. I'll, I will. I will. I will try to uh, make make that happen. Yeah, but um, yeah. voting blind. We're always voting blind. Well, pick up a city paper guide, and <laughs> you can get a few. We can't obviously get everyone on the ballot. We have 100 municipalities in Allegheny County, so it's So there, are there other races that you found particularly 
Okay, give yeah. us a few. Uh, the county council races are actually really interesting. But county council Listen, is uh, a, a lamest bunch of bull. That's true. You're not It doesn't wrong. do a uh, thing. But it can. It, it, but it, is it because it, the people on it have not been the right people? I would say yes. It, 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 records have shown that it's basically been a rubber stamp for Allegheny County, County Fitzgerald. Exec- Executive yeah, Rich Fitzgerald, who is on the ballot and who has negligible opposition. Yes, he has a Republican opponent, but uh, his Republican opponent has not raised a lot of money, has not garnered uh, significant support, and, you know, most people don't even know who he is, so um, Fitzgerald will uh, walk uh, to victory. Um, But, uh, okay, so Allegheny County Council, though, so you're right, historically useless, Uh, doesn't do a lot, but there are two very important things that I think I think county voters would be really interested in one the creation of a citizens review board countywide uh which was proposed this year but rejected by the council and so the two races that are on there are um swing district races I would argue that would put that would give us that maybe could that put have... democrats that support creating that that would get the votes that would what's be the, the current do you know the party breakdown on I the believe council it's current? 11 uh, to 6 11 oh, no, no, Democrats, um, yeah, 6 Republicans. Or, or, or 4 Republicans. 11 to 4. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's significantly more Democratic than it has because it's actually been growing. And I actually expect it to grow again this year. I expect one of these Democrats to win. Um, what the hell do they do? So just like city council, you know, they just uh, they they pass laws. They okay the budget for the county government, basically. But... Uh, Lynn, listen, we're trying to get people excited here. Sit up. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so if you want the county to uh, create a citizens review board so that the citizens of Allegheny County can have more of a say on how we um, address police-involved shootings, like what happened with Antoine Rose, um, then – it it seems like we that council needs to add council members that are supportive of those things. And right now there are two Republicans who voted against those things in competitive races against Democrats who are supportive. Okay, so Sue Means is a Republican from Bethel Park. She is uh, up against a very supported Democrat named Thomas Matthew Durr, who is also from Bethel Park. And that is a district that is swinging left quick. Because it's got Mount Lebanon, which is a, a liberal, liberal stronghold. Yeah. Uh, it's got Upper St. Clair, which is still conservative, and Bethel Park, which is still kind of conservative. But they have, in the last few elections, they have been moving to the left. They've supported Connor Lamb. They support um, uh, Governor Wolf. Um, so uh, it's going to be it, – I think that's going to be really interesting. Another bill that's, that has been proposed but hasn't been passed yet is a conversion therapy ban bill. And for those not um, – who don't know what conversion therapy is, it's the psychological practice of giving quote-unquote therapy to LGBT youth to convince them that they're not LGBT, okay? And uh, it's, it's, it's been derided as, as, as like, uh, just awful. Like, so it's awful psychologically to kids, uh, you know, to the LGBTQ uh, uh, kids. And um, it's... Uh, and so a ban has been proposed in Allegheny County because right now it's illegal to do this in the city of Pittsburgh, but it's still legal to do this in the county at large. So in, in any borough outside of the city of Pittsburgh can s- – people in, the, in those areas can still practice conversion therapy. And right now 
in those same two races that I just mentioned, you have two Republicans who are opposed to this bill, and they are suggesting a weaker conversion therapy ban, which is total bullshit. Um, and How big an issue is this? Who's doing conversion therapy in Allegheny County? Well, we don't know because it's not tracked, right? Like, But, I mean, churches, um, uh, groups that, I mean, like anti-LGBT groups, like you focus on family, stuff like that. Like, it's a terrible practice. It's an awful oh, practice. Oh, I know, I know. And I know so, that. and, and, and uh, yeah, I guess I, 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 I will say that um, I, there hasn't been any data on who exactly – uh, this is happening to, but I would argue that it shouldn't happen, period. Uh, and and uh, um, so if that's an issue that's important to you, if you care about the LGBTQ community, if that's you, if that's one of your, um, you know, stronger issues, then that is something on council that is uh, is um, important, I guess. So. I've got a link to the sample ballot. Oh, you found it. But it's so. I, shall I bother putting this um, saying this? What? I hate this when you have to do oh. apps. Oh, yeah, Allegheny. yeah. I mean, wouldn't it just be Allegheny County's website? Well, you can go there and then click on it, but that's a direct link, right? Okay. They do have it on there, elect poll place. Are you sh I don't know. Click on it. All right. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you something. Yeah. This We have a new mail uh, oh, email service. It is so bad. It's really I mean, bad. at least I get mail. <laughs> it's so bad. But this is like. I think we're. I think we're. We're trying really hard to totally get rid of I it. I can't. I click I know, on I it. Know, you get nothing I happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm gonna try to. I'll try to fix that. That. Uh, that sample ballot question for somebody. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, we're on. I. I think that's. Yeah. I think the referendum questions are the DA race is clearly the biggest most important race in the county. But this is one of those elections where people go in, including me, and I'm casting votes, and it's like pin the tail on the donkey. It yeah. is just yeah. blind. We, we, we have a, a lot of offices in Pennsylvania. I would argue uh, too many in terms, of, uh, in terms of voters making an educated decision. This is also a problem of losing um, local newspapers. Like hyper local newspapers are the ones that would be covering hyper local races. That's right. You know? And so, this is why it's very hard to have uh, a working democracy and representative democracy when the voters, the people who actually bother yep. to There's show up, not that up, many, especially in these races, like twenty no, percent usually. Right. Can't find information. Exactly. And yet, I mean, well, and yet we have a proliferation of political media. This is the most frustrating thing to me. We have CNN, we have MMSNBC, we have Fox, we have all these things, and yet all well, they the don't do local. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes me so upset is that they talk about oh politics, politics, politics. So important. No, politics is entertainment to them. It's money to them. Exactly you know? right. And instead, we have races that you could be going to Ross Township maybe, and you want to decide who's going to be my who's going to be my commissioner, who's going to be my mayor of Edgeworth Borough or something like that. And, and you, you know, know those anything. kinds of the, those kinds of people elected officials who in the as as the jurisdiction gets smaller and smaller yep. and closer to where you live they have the most impact let's talk about police. on your life yeah i mean you talk about police in a, in in allegheny county yeah. your borough mayor controls the police 
almost always. It depends if it's a weak or soft mayor. It's super confusing. But e- either way, most of the time, your borough mayor controls the police department. So that means don't. that they can put in policies that would be more accountable, basically, or they couldn't, right? right? And so then this is why the East Pittsburgh thing with Antoine Rose became such a big deal is because East Pittsburgh is a super tiny borough that no one knows anything about the politics of. And this is why when Ant- after Antoine was shot, D.A. Zapala actually discovered that they didn't have any policies about anything. Anything. And it's, it's a joke. And it's a joke. And yet we're all watching CNN. Oh, what did what did Bernie say? What did what did Liz Warren say? And it's like, yo, like. No, they're not even covering that. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> what's, the, what's the latest Trump tweet fart? Yeah. That's what they're covering. Yeah. And today they're covering, you know. Here comes the, the pundits. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's really just, frustrating. No, we're. We're doomed. <laughs> this is just another way well, of saying well, we're doomed. And even the city paper can't do it, right? We have a super small staff. We have to pick the most interesting races. You don't have. I mean, there's th- no way we can do it. This is something that city paper would do if it could. Do. Yeah, if we had like a, a staff of 30 people. It's, this was me and an intern. It was super hard. It takes so much work just to do these races. I worked yeah. like 80 hours last week. Like it's really hard. <laughs> Anyway. All right, you can come cry on my shoulder. <laughs> We're out of time. Not touch your leg. <laughs> Thank you for stopping. Thanks for having me. Bye. Yeah. And so you'll come next week, the day after the election. Yeah, we can talk about results. Yeah, that'd be okay. awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm gonna be live tweeting the elections too, if you want to follow along. And then uh, I have lots of takes, obviously. So. And to follow you on Twitter, it's just at, at Ryan Dito, R Y A N D E T O. Simple as that. Yeah. Okay, you guys, uh, don't give those little trick-or-treaters any razor blades. That's all I'm saying. But give them pot candy because apparently that's an epidemic. A little edible here and there, (laughs) but, you know, other than that, you know, be nice to them. They're going to be wet and cold and all that kind of stuff. Okay, goodbye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.